Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Halfway Planet. I'm Lawrence Brown with... And I'm Tara Cantrell. And this week we're going to be talking about uh, long-distance relationships. Uh, should you have them? No. Uh, well, it's a touchy subject. <laughs> it is for us because we've obviously been through it. And actually that's what I was going to say is that um, a lot of my readers, uh, now listeners I suppose... Um, often tell me that they themselves are going through a long-distance relationship or have uh, been through one and I've obviously found it to be quite hard and obviously I myself can't help but empathize with them having gone through it myself uh, we've obviously been through it together really my first question today is what mostly stands out in your mind from from those days um trying really hard not to think about what i wanted out of the relationship when you weren't on the phone with me or on skype hmm. um because those of course were the early days of skype um, but I, I would have to focus on what I had to do and it would be very difficult, um, to do that with the, the looming, I don't know what you would even call, but just the looming, um, thought of how far away you were and how hard it was. Yeah, it's very strange, wasn't it? A lot of people have said to me since then, you know, how did you cope? Um, with that kind of distance um, and yet I'd, I'd often say the same thing that you know to me it's an odd one because the distance between America and England in terms of a long distance relationship was pretty much no different to uh, the difference between say uh, Liverpool and Manchester um, there's, there's still this distance there but uh, the, 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 the thought processes that go on are pretty much the same in that you know you uh, you don't um, you don't get to see each other every day um, unless it is on Skype or, or what have you. The only difference I would say, if if for instance you know I was in Manchester, you would have been in Liverpool. There's more of an expectation in that sense that we we should meet up fairly regularly. Well, and you know we've done that as well because of course um, before we both moved back to Indianapolis, I had a teaching job up in Fort Wayne that I didn't want to leave until the end of the year and you came down here for your new job um, which at that time was you know editing for that textbook company mm -hmm. and um, you came down here alone until the end of my semester so it was it was that it was the expectation of having to drive back and forth between Fort Wayne and Indianapolis to I make would... sure that we actually got to see each other and before then, when we were across the pond from one another, it was almost a little easier than that mm -hmm. because we could just get on with things and we would already have planned the next time that we were actually going to see each other and it e wasn't a problem. Exactly. I was going to say that I think that, you know, being separated by the Atlantic was almost easier because we knew where we stood. And I think that when uh, we were separated just by the distance between Fort Wayne and Indianapolis, a lot was up in the air. It was harder to sort of know where you stood with that. Um, and so I think that, you know, while it was a challenge, it's always a challenge to have a long distance relationship, I think you cope with it by knowing your boundaries, knowing your expectations. Now, for listeners that may not have experienced a long distance relationship or, or may perhaps um, be about to embark on one, how does a long-distance relationship, or an LDR, as they're often abbreviated <laughs> to, doesn't stand for Lana Del Rey, uh, but uh, but long-distance relationship, but an LDR, how how does uh, how does a long-distance relationship differ uh, from a so-called regular relationship? 
Well, the obvious factor is you don't see each other every day, or at least you don't have the ability to. So again, you could be two hours away from one another, or three hours in our case when I was up in Fort Wayne, Um, or you could be thousands of miles away from each other and not able to see each other for a couple of months, which is what was the situation when we were um, separated by the ocean. I think trust is really important. I think trust is a lot more important almost um, when you are long distance from one another than when you're actually in the same place with one another. Because of course trust is important in every relationship, but you have to have absolute trust in your partner um, in order for your relationship to thrive if you're in different places. Yeah, I suppose it allows you to put the the idea of trust in a new light. It's like when you look into a mirror, you see your face, but when you look into a mirror, into two mirrors, you can see the back of your head. And I think that um, a lot of living overseas allows you to see other things in a, a unique perspective. And that's certainly true of relationships. Now, here's a question, and you mentioned at the start there, where would we be today um, without Skype, or in fact its predecessor, the mother of all telecommunication programs, MSN Chat? I mean, we'd be fine. We would have just talked on the phone a lot, I think, but it would have been harder for us to remember each other's faces. We would have had to have pictures. This is true. Though, uh, and this is back in the day, and we did actually experiment with it now and again, those uh, those uh, prepaid um, calling cards that mm. you could use to... Um, and I, I, I don't know, somebody might be able to tell me this because I'm... Well, we're no longer in this situation. Whether those cards still exist, but you purchase those cards and you get a huge percentage off the, the international rate to call overseas. We sometimes had to rely on those as well. I'd forgotten about those, Yep, actually. those first, and then later on... Um, we had an international plan on our cell phones that we could call each other by. Yeah. And then that reduced the rate as well. It did, didn't it? I think we still have that on the, the phones now, even though we don't use it for anything. I do on mine, definitely. But but I think Skype helps. I mean, it's, you know, all, the, these are all obvious points, but I think what Tara was saying there is, you, you know, you didn't get to see each other's faces over the phones. But also just little things like smiles and, and you know... Um, just those little nuances of a relationship to let the other person know that yes, I still care about about you. Um, I well, think I think you know when Skype. we were talking on phone a lot before Skype was a huge thing, we would have to almost not fabricate it. That's the wrong word, but we'd have to describe lots of things that would otherwise just be thought of as obvious. Well, and especially to one another. especially since I'm British and I have a sarcastic sense of humour. Uh, my expressions don't get seen over the phone, so she probably you probably thought I was being mean to you. When I think I... at points we, I'm sure we had that conversation. It was kind of like like when you text someone and you don't have context, right? A lot of times, yes, exactly. No, but I think we were okay with that. I don't know. I, I'm sure we had that conversation, but I don't remember a time where it was a big deal. I do. I I remember specific moments where that would happen. But I think that actually was before you'd fully figured me out as a human being anyway. So (laughs) um, even if we were face-to-face, my moments of sarcasm 
since they were that, that sort of British type of sarcasm, you might not have, have picked up on it as easily uh, back in the day. Now, here's a question that I think this one often gets overlooked, and, and probably for obvious reasons, but what are some sort of positive um, aspects of having a or, or being in a long-distance relationship? Because I think it is important, if somebody's going through this challenge, to focus on some of the sort of more positive uh, aspects of it. Um, well, I think that, you know, it's a lot easier to plan and to set goals because you have to have them. If you don't have goals and you don't have plans, then the long distance relationship, I don't think, can really work unless it is your plan and your goal to actually make it long distance all the time. But I feel like that would be very, very antithetical to the idea of a relationship. I could be wrong. I don't know if there are any of you out there who are actually, you know, content with your long-distance relationship always being long-distance, please tell us about it, because I know for me, it was always the goal to be with Lawrence in the same place, and in fact, it came down to the question of marriage, because we often say, even to this day, that if, you know, if we had been born in the same place, we probably, only recently, if at all, would have been married. Only just now, I think, because we're thinking of buying a house, have our opinions on that maybe slightly changed, but only slightly. Right, definitely. So. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, well, and I would, and to add to that, I would say that, you know, as well as helping to build up a sense of trust, as you said earlier on, I think it really does sort of, it, it makes you want it. Um, if, you, if you both really want this relationship, it really cements that idea to you. And then when you actually do get together, you know what it's like to have gone through those hard times, those times of longing, to where I think I developed, I think we developed a, a sort of an appreciation for one another that we might not otherwise have done. Absolutely. Um, and I think, uh, for, for instance, we're now doing a radio show together. It's true. We know intimate details of each other that probably even... Married... That don't share them on radio. <laughs> even married people who have been married for a long time don't know about each other or you know would choose to maintain secrecy about them um, if given the chance and it's just because that's what you share when you're on the phone with someone and you don't know what else to talk about because yeah. you know you want to be with that person you know you want to talk to that person but you don't have anything else to talk about from the day yeah. And you don't want to talk about maybe your relationship status because you already know what you're working towards. So <laughs> that's true. You talk about each other. Well, and a lot. Y you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is what we do on this show. So that's kind of perfect. But you know, it's it's often been asked to me. You know, what makes a successful relationship? And I've often thought, um, aside from the, the very obvious things, you know, the things you have in common. Do you share the same kind of music tastes, film tastes, and all that that stuff? I think the ability to be able to talk and to be able to talk about stuff that matters is is the bedrock for a, a strong relationship. And that's something else, I think, that uh, long-distance relationships instill in you. If you can't talk, then that long-distance relationship is probably going to uh, break down pretty quickly, and it yeah. might not be worth pursuing anyway. I could be wrong, and that might be... It would definitely be... have fizzled out pretty early on, I think, with yeah. us, if we didn't have anything to talk about. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's true of relationships in general, but I think the the um, 
the sort of event of talking is so much more prevalent, I think, at the level of uh, a long-distance relationship than anything else is. Sure. Um, and, and that's something I would definitely bear in mind. Now, um, I imagine we've got a few few of you guys listening in today um, who are going through this, as I said, or at least are embarking on a long-distance relationship. And uh, obviously, I've, I've got my own thoughts on this, wifey, but um, what advice would you have for, for any couple that is embarking on a... Um, a pan-Atlantic romance. Um, don't take everything so seriously so soon. I mean, I I know that it's pretty useful to know whether or not you're going to actually try to get, to uh, connect with one another after you've gone back to wherever you come from, as we did. But I think that it's a you know I I got bogged down really early on to the extent that I got pretty depressed actually about our prospects. And in hindsight, it probably wasn't that necessary because obviously we ended up getting together anyway. But even if we hadn't, there would have been specific reasons for that that would have been, you know, partly both of our choices. To experience those things is just as important um, as the experiences of your own life on your own are. Mm -hmm. And so um, I really wish that early on I would have devoted a little more time and energy to myself mm. because I think that once I started doing that then we had a stronger relationship than we did before yeah that's right I think there was a, a, a period in in my life anyway that allowed me to grow as a human being but then you know having done that then came the big questions and I think that these are questions that you have to ask yourself when you're in a long distance relationship Firstly, do I want this? And you have to be absolutely honest with yourself. You can't be leading that other person on. If you really do want the relationship, it is definitely worth it because one of you, if not both of you, is going to get the chance some point down the road, once you're together, to sample another country. And in my case, it was the United States. And in Tara's case, it was England. And I think we're both the better for it. I know I am for having moved here and you've obviously stayed briefly in London. Um, and those things you get to experience together and there's something quite magical about that it's almost like the the sense you get when you just travel in general your eyes are open to a new uh, way of living and we've experienced that together and we've not only experienced it together but I like to think we've we we've taught each other different aspects of our own cultures that have actually rubbed off on the other person yeah I agree um, you are much more willing to go to family gatherings now than you used to be. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, here. Now, obviously, we're straying off the point here somewhat. But um, but what I would say is it's if it is something you want to pursue, do it. Um, it might seem quite overwhelming at first to take a long-distance relationship um, and then form a union with that person in, in one country. Uh, but it is very much doable, uh, as we are evidence and other couples are evidence of as well well and enjoy the process too again i think that's what i was really trying to say is um it's so important to you know enjoy the plans that you're making and to enjoy yourself to appreciate yourself and the fact that you've actually committed to something like this um that is a very hard thing to do that a lot of people can't do 
Absolutely. You've overcome the uh, trials and tribulations together, so now you can overcome anything. Now, one final thing I want to touch on is, uh, and this is, I think, a very important thing to keep in mind when you're in an LDR. I've got to stop calling it that. That sounds really, uh, what does it sound? Stupid. Sounds really business speaky. It does, doesn't it? But one very big secret, I think, of having a successful uh, long-distance relationship is keeping in mind the following, and that's gifts. Um, always uh, look to send, now and again, uh, a surprise to your other half. I remember you sent me, what was it? I think it was a bag of Hershey's, which oh, yeah. I'm not sure that was really that. a treat after all. But uh, Well, you liked it. I did. I'm, I'm kidding. Well, it was novel. I'd never had anything so uh, <laughs> disgusting. Uh, so, um, uh, different in my life. Uh, he liked it so much <laughs> that he asked for more for Christmas oh, that year. Oh, come on. Thanks very much. It was all right. Hershey's is okay. But it was it was just nice because obviously we're living in this day and age of technology. So I think it's we've gotten out of the habit of sending each other physical mail. And of course, it's when am I ever going to send you physical mail now? But back in the day, it was just nice to suddenly realize, oh, I've got a parcel. Oh, it's from that one over over on the other side of the pond. I didn't yeah. mean to refer to you as that one. It's all right. Okay. Um, and then vice versa, I would send you that. Uh, I made you a cassette that one time, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Of my voice. You sent me your books to 1984 and... No, not Guardians of the Galaxy. What is it called? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hitchhiker's Why? Guide Thank to you. the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's yes. Guide. <laughs> I did, yes. Yeah. Um, so those are the things um, we would definitely recommend. And, and if you have any questions about uh, long-distance relationships, do feel free to post them in either on here or in social media. And if you have any stories to share of your own, please let us know. And, uh, of course, as ever, I'd be happy to engage you um, in those conversations. Speaking of social media, do be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and also SoundCloud and now iTunes as well. Um, and that's it for this week. Uh, we hope you'll join us next week uh, on Tuesday as well. Uh, but other than that, have a great day and keep being good to each other. Mm -hmm.